welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Saturday of the 22nd week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good, and by your watchful care keep safe what you have nurtured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Take Apollos and myself as an example, and remember the maxim, keep to what is written. It is not for you, so full of your own importance, to go taking sides for one man against another. In any case, brother, has anybody given you some special right? What do you have that was not given to you? And if it was given, how can you boast as though it were not? Is it that you have everything you want, that you are rich already in the possession of your kingdom with us left outside? Indeed, I wish you were really kings, and we could be kings with you. But instead, it seems to me, God has put us apostles at the end of his parade, with the men sentenced to death. It is true we have been put on a show in front of the whole universe, angels as well as men. Here we are, fools for the sake of Christ, while you are the learned men in Christ. We have no power, but you are influential. You are celebrities. We are nobodies. To this day, we go without food and drink and clothes. We are beaten and have no homes. We work for our living with our own hands. When we are cursed, we answer with a blessing. When we are hounded, we put up with it. We are insulted and we answer politely. We are treated as the offal to the world. Still to this day, the scum of the earth. I am saying all this not just to make you ashamed, but to bring you, as my dearest children, to your senses. You might have thousands of guardians in Christ, but not more than one Father, and it was I who begot you in Christ Jesus by preaching the good news. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is near to all who call him. The Lord is near to all who call him. The Lord is just in all his ways, and loving in all his deeds. 
He is close to all who call him, who call on him from their hearts. The Lord is near to all who call him. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and he saves them. The Lord protects all who love him, but the wicked he will utterly destroy. The Lord is near to all who call him. Let me speak the praise of the Lord. Let all mankind bless his holy name, forever for ages unending. The Lord is near to all who call him. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the way, the truth and the life, says the Lord. No one comes to the Father except through me. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. One Sabbath, Jesus happened to be taking a walk through the cornfields, and his disciples were picking ears of corn, rubbing them in their hands and eating them. Some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing something that is forbidden on the Sabbath day? Jesus answered them, So you have not read what David did when he and his followers were hungry, how he went into the house of God, took the loaves of offering, and ate them and gave them to his followers, loaves which only the priests are allowed to eat. And he said to them, The Son of Man is master of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So today is actually the feast day of St. Teresa of Calcutta, um, you know, more commonly known as Mother Teresa. Um, she died on the 5th of September in 1997. Um, and I don't know why, but uh, for whatever reason, she's not been slotted into the liturgical calendar. So although liturgically we don't celebrate her feast day in Australia, um, today it is. When you stop and think about it, it's quite extraordinary that a woman like Mother Teresa would be canonized in such a, a short space of time, such that, you know, so many of us can say, oh, yeah, I remember when she died. I remember when she was alive, the, the work that she did, the travels that she made, the, the people that encountered. Um, I know people who knew Mother Teresa really well. Um, in fact, I know one priest who used to give her spiritual retreats and exercises. But in any case, having a canonized saint who lived so recently surely bears witness to us that this world can produce saints and that this world is the one that needs saints. Saints aren't relegated to ancient histories and past cultures. No, they're here and now. God's grace is still living and active and can perform incredible accomplishments when he's given freedom to reign in the heart of a saint. So why not you and me? That's a fair question, and it's not so far-fetched, really. But what's a little bit providential about all of this is the way that the first reading which we have today just kind of accidentally matches up with the feast of Mother Teresa. Now, St. Paul is writing to the Corinthians and he's using a, a pretty strong tone, but have a listen to this, but, but keep Mother Teresa in the back of your mind. What do you have that was not given to you? 
And if it was given, how can you boast as though it were not? Is it that you have everything you want, that you are rich already in possession of your kingdom with us left outside? Indeed, I wish you were really kings, and we could be kings with you, but instead it seems to me God has put us apostles at the end of his parade, with the men sentenced to death, it is true. We have been put on show in front of the whole universe, angels as well as men. Here we are, fools for the sake of Christ, while you are the learned men in Christ. We have no power, but you are influential. You are celebrities. We are nobodies. To this day, we go without food and drink and clothes. We are beaten and have no homes. We work for our living with our own hands. When we are cursed, we answer with a blessing. When we are hounded, we put up with it. We are insulted and we answer politely. We are treated as the offal of the world, still to this day, the scum of the earth. Now, I'll tell you what makes me think of Mother Teresa in that passage. Two things. Humility and poverty. I think poverty is something that Mother Teresa lived with with such intensity. Um, and even now, the missionaries of charity, the order that she founded, they live such an extreme form of poverty. They, they literally have nothing to their name. But that this poverty bears its fruit in humility. I, I think Mother Teresa becomes an absolute example of this first line that, that St. Paul gives us. What have you that was not given to you? And if it was given, how can you boast as though it were not? You see, Mother Teresa understood that poverty is not simply material poverty. It's not just about the stuff that you have. It's the reality of being completely and utterly dependent upon God. We're all poor before God. Everything that we have received from him, we have received as a pure gift. And so she had no cause to take pride in any of her work or her achievements because it was done with the talents which God had given her. It was done with the time which God had given her. It was done with the love which God had given her. And it was done with the providential means which God had given her. So how could she boast? And she didn't. She got to work. She rolled up her sleeves. She was the one who was more than willing to be counted among the poorest of the poor. Humility and poverty. These were two things that made Mother Teresa completely free. Free to abandon herself entirely to God's will, to his providence and to his loving care. As St. Paul put it, she was willing to be a fool for the sake of Christ. Paul said, we have no power, but you, Corinthians, you're influential. You're the celebrities. We're the nobodies. Mother Teresa sought no celebrity. And she lived among and loved the nobodies. In 1979, uh, Mother Teresa was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, and interestingly, she wanted to turn it down. Um, and it's Pope John Paul II who intervened at this point and said, no, 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 you, you need to accept it. Uh, I mean, firstly, it, it, it's got quite a bit of money attached to it. And you can imagine what Mother Teresa could have done with all that money in terms of feeding the poor and caring for the dying. But it also became her opportunity to speak for the poorest of the poor. Get on YouTube and have a look at Mother Teresa's acceptance speech for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979. 
there it is, this glitzy glam event in Oslo, Norway. You've got royalty decked in their jewels, you've got the glitterati, the leaders of the world, the powerful, the strong. And what does she do? Does she get up and say thank you very much for this great privilege and honour of being here? Nah. Here Mother Teresa was willing to be a fool for Christ. Here she was willing to be counted among the least. Let me quote to you what she says. Embrace yourself, it's, it's pretty amazing. And I feel one thing I want to share with you all. The greatest destroyer of peace today is the cry of the innocent unborn child. For if a mother can murder her own child in her own womb, what is left for you and for me to kill each other? Even in the scripture is written, Even if mother could forget her child, I will not forget you. I have carved you in the palm of my hand. Even if a mother could forget. But today millions of unborn children are being killed. And we say nothing. In the newspapers you read numbers of this one and that one being killed, this being destroyed. But nobody speaks of the millions of little ones who have been conceived to the same life that you and I have been, to the life of God. And we say nothing. We allow it. To me, the nations who have legalized abortions, they are the poorest nations. They are afraid of the little one. They are afraid of the unborn child. And the child must die because they don't want to feed one more child, to educate one more child. The child must die. And here I ask you, In the name of these little ones, for it was that unborn child that recognized the presence of Jesus when Mary came to visit Elizabeth, her cousin. As we read in the Gospel, the moment Mary came into the house, the little one in the womb of his mother leapt with joy, who recognized the Prince of Peace. And so today, let us here make a strong resolution. We are going to save every little child, every unborn child, give them a chance to be born. And what are we doing? We are fighting abortion by adoption. And the good God has blessed the work so beautifully that we have saved thousands of children and thousands of children have found a home where they are loved, they are wanted, they are cared for. I love it. (laughs) How fearless. What made it possible for her to get up in front of the most powerful in the world and say that? I think part of the answer to that question comes from the first reading that that she had drunk in these great words of St. Paul. What have you that you have not received? And if you have received it, why do you boast as if you had not? In her poverty and in her humility, Mother Teresa knew that she was entirely in God's hands. And so she could entrust herself completely to his plan. She was more than willing to be a fool for Christ. Certainly not looking for celebrity and not worried about the opinion of others. Here were the poorest of the poor. And she was sent to the poorest of the poor to give her life in love. She faced incredible challenges. And since her death we've discovered even more the kind of spiritual darkness that she lived with for so very long. But none of this dampened her desire to love the Lord her God with all her heart, her soul, her mind, her strength, and to love her neighbour as herself. She is indeed a great example for us. St. Teresa of Calcutta, pray for us.
At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.